If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hey, 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 welcome everybody to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, and today's guest is Lionel Peter Walker. My man, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Feeling blessed another day, man. Glad to be here with you, brother. Oh, yeah. It's a long time coming. I'm I'm glad we got this together and, um, you know, get to talk to talk about a few things. And I really, really appreciate you sharing your time with me and the Really Charlie podcast, uh, you know, viewers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this podcast off with a little commercial and then we'll get into the uh, subject matter. All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right, all right, everyone. Dollar more. Reach out today. That business will definitely do you some justice, definitely help you out with your lawn care. And, um, you know, I highly recommend Dollar more. All right. So, all right, brother. We already got our first comment, man. Look at this. What's good? What's good? Someone's saying, all right, Facebook user. That's the one thing. My guy, that's it, my man, doing his work. He's doing good things, man. Hey, Brandon, um, myself and uh, Peter, we need a, a loan. Um, you're making a lot of money out <laughs> For there. For real, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, help us out here. <laughs> For real. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Gonzalez on the on the podcast, like always, love it, love it. All right, people, hold on. I'm, I'm, I, I look spry, but let me get my glasses on because I'm having a little hard time over here. Don't laugh all at right. me, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Glasses gang. That's all, it's all good, man. Nah, I'm know joking. The, you know I'm joking. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> so, the uh, 
I wanted to I wanted to bring you on this podcast for a couple of reasons, you know, and I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, um, Ian, uh, Ian White, and uh, and we were basically talking about you and praising you, how, how all the stuff that you have been doing. So I want to first tell you um, that uh, you are the first recipient of the Really Charlie Sunshine Award. Oh, and, what, and, what, what? <laughs> and that's that's coming your way. Wow. And, uh, wow. and I just want to let you know that the award is given to a person that is uh, with loyal and dedication to the community and trying to make others a whole lot brighter. And um, you will get that award. Um, I try to pick it up today and uh, there was a delay. So, uh, but whatever what it, it is what it is but i just want to let you know that you're going to get that award and you deserve it um all the faces that we can see on the background is smiling faces you have made people a whole lot more uh you know they got more confidence they're doing a lot of good things um every time i wear one of your shirts uh, people instantly identify it with you and, the, and then after that becomes a abundance of praise for you and what you have done for them. And uh, the one, the most impressive thing that I, I like about you is that you came into this city. Um, this is, this is your, your home. Uh, initially it was your second home and then you come in here and you just hit it by storm. And the things that you have excelled in and done for this city in this short period of time is amazing. And I just want to say, you know, that I appreciate you. I appreciate your your family because you are married with children and it takes a lot of time and dedication to do what you're doing on the outside of the house. And uh, I just want to say thank you. No, I, I, listen, I'm... I didn't know, so obviously, and I'm completely blown away by that, and I'm thankful, but I just want to, I always toss the love back, and I want to say that, you know, I grew up in a very tough background, so that, you know, people can get confused by who they see now and not understand the journey that I've gone through. So, you know, most people, when they find out that I haven't gone to college or anything like that, are completely flabbergasted by that, by that fact while I'm building a library for our community and things like that, right? And one of the key things is what I want people to understand is, is that the transformation that everybody has seen is something that New Bedford allowed me to be able to do. Now, even though I faced some difficulties in this journey, as far as like, you know, being um, embraced in New Bedford is different because there's such a tight knit community. I get it. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought the best way for me to go about was, especially if I was looking to really transform my life was to be forward facing about what I want to do as far as the community. You know what I mean? And um, I thought it was the best way for me to engage the community. Even before I even went on this community run, it was a business practice that I had. I wasn't going to go to someone's community, try to sell in my mixtape, but I'm not offering their kids any fulfillment. I'm not offering their community in fulfillment. So I just kind of mm -hmm. converted that energy into a space in New Bedford. I've been for the last 10 years. This is my 10th year here. Um, and it's been nothing but short of a blessing. You know, I'm thankful for all the young people that have been around me. It's a two-way street. I'm thankful for the elders like yourself and so many people around us. Again, a two-way street. Um, and the relationships that I have here have really culminated me into this person. So I'm extremely humbled and extremely thankful to be the first recipient. It's wild mm -hmm. to me. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank Ian. And thank all the people who support and continue to support me because I tell people all the time that the work that I do, I walk a, a line every day. Um, you know, it's a hard line to be what my elders and my peer group may feel like I need to be. But I also have to be knowledgeable enough to be able to relate to these young people. Example, you just heard some young people come into the building just now. Um, mm -hmm. having a little, we're having a little gathering here tonight for some of these young people. So we provide balanced platforms for them. Um, meaning that when they do positive music, yes. we've created a system where they're paid for that. We incentivize positive behavior. Now, to a lot of people, when we first formulated this, it seemed counterintuitive because it's like, mm -hmm. why would I pay them to do what they're supposed to be doing? Because we live in a culture now where so many people are being incentivized to do negative stuff. So how do exactly. we even bring that balance back? And, and I know this from experience. I could have people around me telling me all the greatest things they want in the world. When I went home to my neighborhood, that drug dealer, his bins and everything was shining. 
the, the conversation went null and void. So how do we combat that? We have to keep our people in our community that are actually committing that time to the community whole. And we have to keep our young people whole by incentivizing them to do better things. But at the same time, like tonight, this is an uncensored event. This is for my young adults. And they're mm-hmm. coming here and, they, and they're allowing themselves to express themselves. Now, there's going to be plenty of crazy bars in here, but I'd rather them do that in here than to take that energy into the streets. So exactly. It's just I, yep. I, I, I understand intimately what it was like to be them. And I think sometimes as adults, as we get older, we forget what it was like when we were 15, 16, 20, mm-hmm. 22. And I, I haven't forgotten that. You know what I mean? So um, it's a part of the reason why I'm so effective at the work that I do. And again, I just thank New Bedford for embracing me. Um, and allowing me to go through this transformation because from who I was 10 years ago to who I am now is a completely different person um, in every way. Yeah, it's uh, it's so, um, you know, thinking about, you know, presenting the award to you, you know, it's the Sunshine Award. And then look at you, Shine, you know, that's 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 the like, universe. How's that? You know, that's that's just awesome, man. It, it just you can't you can't write that script, man. You, you can't, can't write it. You know, you can't write it. And uh, so God is good. And I appreciate. But can everything. I take a second to give you your flowers, brother? First off, your sure. career. Every I, the, the story is equally the same. Every time I bring anybody about Charlie Perry, I hear nothing but fantastic things. Meeting you myself. I met you through a young man who was running for his mayoral campaign out here. And, and for you to be supporting him, knowing that you ran before, was absolutely incredible to me. Um, the, the time and dedication that you've done to show good policing in our community has been nothing short of amazing. And I always try to tell people when they talk about the dynamics of the police in our community, I tell them to look at somebody like a charlie perry who actually goes into the job Thank and you. wants to affect change from the from the bottom down from the top down and the bottom Thank back you. up so i appreciate you for that because we need more examples like you and then even in your retirement it's, it's so much more powerful because you didn't disengage you didn't go right off into the sunset no you've been engaged and you're doing things like this highlighting all these beautiful businesses of color and people in general so again mm-hmm. flowers should go back to you for creating this this platform for real because we needed positive platforms in new bedford yes Yes, we did. Thank it's you. Too much, too much clickbait. Too much clickbait out here. Mm-hmm. This uh, that means a lot, and um, more than you know. And uh, I just uh, that's what I'm about. You know, I'm 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 looking, I'm just looking to do things, but I'm not looking to do things to get praise praise about it. You know, it, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm only live once, so let me try to affect Correct. this. You know, let me try to affect the community, people. You know that I. I come face to face with um in a positive way you know and uh if there is some negative things guess what we all have a bad day we all have it yeah it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's human nature i think a lot of us forget that we get uh caught up in the the fingers pointing and someone mm-hmm. talking a long time ago when you're pointing a finger there's four pointing back at you so uh, <laughs> you know, we'll always remember that um, so true and what's interesting nice. is the one thing that i I, w- I wanted to utilize this opportunity to talk about is some of the difficulties i faced in the last 10 years um mm-hmm. you know a lot of people see the end result um, yeah. And I appreciate people are appreciating that result, but there's a lot of steps in between there that uh, were, for lack of a better term, extremely hard to to yeah. uh, to build these relationships with such a tight knit community. Even ten years in, I'm still developing more relationships, um, and I just want to talk to our community, especially our community of color. I am not of the ilk of there's not anywhere I travel in the world. And this is not everybody, but I have experienced this and I want to talk about it because it, it's something that I feel like is detrimental to our ability to unify and make a difference. I don't have the when I say Black Lives Matter or when I'm out here fighting for people like I'm, I'm I separate. I understand nuance so mm-hmm. I can be a part of something but not agree with everything. And I think exactly. that's something that we have lost. So there are aspects of it like where it's like I understand Black Lives Matter, but I also don't think all cops are bad. I think all cops are subject to being in a system that is is detrimentally flawed from historical purposes. But yep. the individual officers try to go into this in their own situation. Some are better than others. And it's just like when you go to Walmart or anything else, you're going to have people there who suck. You got people that are great at their job. You're going to have people who treat it more than a job. And you're going to have people who treat it less than a job. They just do the yep. bare minimum. So, so, you know, we forget the humanality of, uh, people in our service industries, people in police, fire, and all of that other stuff. So I try to maintain that nuance. In doing so, the one thing that I, I really want to push the most on our young people, especially our young people in the community, is 
it cannot we cannot fight for the equity of the community of color with an asterisk of only if they're local. We have to yeah. be mindful that what we see here in New Bedford is a dichotomy of what we see across the country. In a mm-hmm. lot of ways, many of our marginalized communities are ubiquitous in that this kind of problems that we have here are found in all of our communities. So we have to like start learning how to bridge those gaps between those villages to form tribes. You yes. know what I'm saying? So I just want to you know touch on that because it has not been, this has not been an easy path, especially when you're not from here and you're dealing with people who... I understand that they feel a sense of entitlement to where they're from. I get it. Their roots are set here. But yeah. sometimes, sometimes in life, business, um, uh, relationships, whatever, sometimes you need an outside perspective. Um, you just have to do your due diligence at vetting those people mm-hmm. that come from the outside in. That's why I've spent my last 10 years. Like At this point, after 10 years, if you don't believe I am for what I'm for, then I can't help you in that regard. All I can do is keep the doors open and have you come in and keep getting this energy and this love until mm-hmm. you get it. But, um, cause a lot, but again, I think that we have to do a better job. Cause I, I've, I've really done my homework on the history of the Portuguese population, the Cape Verdean relationship here and on the Island. And yeah. it's a deeply rooted story, but there is a lot of aspects in that story. We've talked about this when you were here before that there's a lot of effects from that colonialism that happened on the Island that still trickle down into some of the dynamics of how New Bedford is moving now. And we have to be very careful based on what's going to happen in the next 10 years, because you know, just as well as I know, all of these massive changes that are coming into the city. And it seems like COVID kind of expedited that process. So yeah. I just want everybody to be more than woke. I want people to be more than woke. I want you to be woke, aware, and then action steps. We have to take action. We can't be cool with just being post of this and feeling like we got it off because we vented to the internet. It doesn't yeah. do anything there. We have to do it in the real world. So true. And it, some people don't realize that, you know, the things that you're trying to do, if you have a, a strong base, foundation, things can get accomplished and they Correct. can get accomplished. And, and you just got to kind of, you know, got to remember that action plan. It's, a, you know, so many people it reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, how everyone had some kind of argument or complain about whatever it may be, you know, and, and then all of a sudden I'm saying, look, I want to start with you. What is the best solution? And then Correct. dumbfounded, don't have anything. That's mm-hmm. not for me to decide. That's not for me to do. Yeah, it is. You're part of the community just like I am. But give me a solution. All right, you give me something. I have what I have. And guess what? Let's kind of bring it all together and see what you got. It's a recipe recipe for success most likely yes no i end. say it all the time it's not about one of us it's about the sum of us yes some people get into some people get into the like you said people get into the byproduct of hearing praise about my family and what we're doing i i personally like honestly like i literally like i can give two f's about any of that what i mm-hmm. really care about is the results that's yes. what keeps me up at night you know, my wife will tell you and people in, that work with me will tell you consistently. They don't even know how I function at the rate that I do. I have two daughters here, my wife here. But I also, again, prior to this, I was a womanizer. I was out in the streets. I was what some people would. Con- I was the person you'd be chasing down to lock up, Charlie, like for real. <laughs> and I wouldn't have blamed you if you locked my black ass up back there. Yep. Because I was I was wild. You know what I'm saying? I was running around with guns. I got fingers all messed up, deviated. I've been stabbed, all that crap. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. I came from a family of of seven you know there was nine of us cousins in my generation male cousins that were alive and there's only two of us left alive so it's like i understand pain um all of my uncles all the lifers we the only one that's not a lifer is out here and he's on ssi because he lost his mind in mm-hmm. the streets so i understand this pain intimately you know my mom god bless her my mom did everything she could to raise us i am so appreciative it still doesn't change the fact that she battled her addiction demons as well um it doesn't change the fact that my dad wasn't around and all of mm-hmm. these little intimate things that used to be the things that hurt me the most growing up and I felt like were holding me back are actually the things that are giving me strength during these times, especially during this pandemic, where people are kind of like soft about some things and don't re- you can tell who went through something uh, yeah. <laughs> after the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just appreciative at this age and where I'm at in my life. I'm actually appreciative of every single wall I've ever hit. I'm actually appreciative of every single hurdle that's ever been been in front of me. And I look at ebbs completely differently. I embrace the ebbs to enjoy the flows. I treat the, I treat life like a, like a storm, like the storm, like the storm sucks. 
But when yeah. it passes, man, the weather's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all we got to do is prepare for those storms, stay prepared, get through those storms, and enjoy the clear weather on the other side. You know what I mean? The grass isn't greenest on in the yard. If the grass is greenest where you take care of it. Um, yes. And that's what I started to realize, even that even in the mentality of how I was treating women. You know, this to me is the first woman I've been married to and the first woman I've ever in my entire life been faithful to. I never yeah. tried it the quote unquote right way. I never even yeah. gave it a shot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when I talk about my kids' mothers, because I have three sons um, and I had what would be considered Irish twins. I'm very yeah. candid about this, um, which an Irish gentleman told me. So no offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and my two kids' mothers have a different perspective of me for sure. And when my sons come to me, because my sons are all in their teens now, I tell them, no, your mother's accurate. At that time, that's who I was. And I, it does me no good for, to lie to you. And act like that I wasn't that guy. In fact, I want you to know those hurdles that I faced. I want you to know how I was to respect who I am now and understand that you don't need to ever even be in that process. So it's really the, the big, the strongest tool for me has been community support and owning a big ass mirror. Like I just, I, I always in the morning, I get up, I spend a few minutes in the mirror and, and nobody has to pep talk me. I am the worst. I am yeah. I'm in the mirror at myself. I'm like, don't be a, a punk A today. Go out mm-hmm. here and care about people and do it from the from your soul and worry about the rest later. You know what I mean? Because in a lot of ways, I've sacrificed much of my business acumen and my business side to do this community work. Just like this space down here, the communal space. This is not a space for me to profit from. This is it's in the name. It's for the community. So we're yeah. really looking for more people from the community to utilize it. I've hit people up, inboxed them. I'm shaking people down to get them to come utilize the space because I understood that barrier historically that there was between the businesses of color in the community and the downtown business. But what we have to understand is no matter what those divides are, we still have to be tapped into downtown economy in order to build our economy as well and spread it back to our communities. We have to do both. Um, It's not one, it's not either, or we have to do both. Yeah. And I I try to tell everyone that this downtown has been here since the whaling days. It's not going anywhere. So get in, get involved with it. When it, when things are essential and things need to be done down there, guess what? Help out. Be part of it. You have to, you know. And it, it's it's to me, I love walking down there, regardless of what I I Come see, back. good good, bad, and ugly. Regardless of what I see, I still like walking down there and 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 doing my thing, you know. Even so, if you feel like it's not, even if you feel like there's, it, it's not for you, right? Mm-hmm. There's still something you can learn from people that have things that are set up not for you. Yes. I learned more. I learned a lot from the conversations that I had with people in the community, but I learned more when I actually entered downtown and started being like, let me go to this meeting, see what this mm-hmm. is about. Let me go over here. I just came out of the ARPA meeting with this 64 million coming to the city. People, if we do not get engaged, all of that money is just going to fly right over our heads. If we do not get engaged with the wind industry, it's a billion heading towards trillion dollar industry. And they're giving out free courses. If we don't take because we know the game, they'll slightly market it to the community. Mm -hmm. Then they'll say no one answered. No one answered our call. But guess who's going to get those jobs? And then we'll be sitting here acting like we didn't have an opportunity when we have to understand that's how the game is played. We have to go seek our treasure. You know, yeah. treasure doesn't land in your lap. You got to go find the X on the map, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to start going out here and seeking what we want. There's a billion-dollar industry that's being shored up right here in New Bedford. It's a clean energy industry. We need to have us be the leaders in that industry because look at what's happened with dispensaries. We got a whole bunch of young men of color locked up behind bars but then we got dispensaries that open and benefit people who never even had to take any of the risk that those young people did and they're sitting behind bars yes so we have to be active we have to be engaged it has to be more than the marches y'all see me marching but i always try to be an example i was out there with those young people because they started that charge but i just want to keep them safe i didn't want them to add themselves to the body list by being naive and not understanding the dynamics of human emotions and officers as well. And especially if you, you're doing things that you're understanding the danger of what you're yeah. getting to. When I seen young people shooting Roman candles at people with Glocks, I said it was time for me to go outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you don't understand the false equivalence in that battle yeah. right there. That oh, You yeah. didn't bring a knife to a gunfight. You mm-hmm. brought a Roman candle to a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. Nah, let me go outside. Um, but with saying that, 
I thought, what was the next phase? I had this space secured, but we weren't really doing anything with it. I just had, was using it for meeting space. And after being out there with those young people, I said, we need a place that's downtown that people can convene. I'm the only business downtown that has a pan-African flag hanging outside. That's not mm-hmm. as a sign of warning. That's to make this city, that's to make downtown get comfortable with seeing our colors and our culture yeah. in downtown. Um, and again, like shout out to the brother across the street, Mikey Montero doing his thing. He got a whole building across the street. This is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. We yes. have an opportunity in this city to to really, really, really come together and do something. But the window is closing. I give it five years max. My property value has doubled in the mm-hmm. last year. And I keep hearing people that don't understand uh, saying things like, oh, we'll wait till it comes down. It's not coming down. They're building condos downtown. There's two mm-hmm. different sites downtown where condos are going to be built. I yeah. watched this happen in Boston over the last two decades. Pete, when I first came to New Bedford, you could find a solid three bedroom for 600 bucks. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It doesn't exist at all anymore. And that was just 10 years ago. So I'm extremely adamant. Aside from, I, I should be promoting my space. Forget that. I'm extremely, because <laughs> the space won't matter. The space won't matter if you're not here. Yeah. The space won't matter if you're pushed out. So please connect with people like my man Brandon and understand how easy it actually is. To get yourself into a home, even if you're, I don't care if you're bagging groceries, it's a job. You're working a job. People like Brandon Burke, that's common right now, can help you fix your credit, which is much easier than pe- everything in life is steps. Yes. Once I really realized it was just me avoiding the steps that was holding me back and I started taking those steps, the world opened up. Um, and sometimes we take limitations on from people that are setting those limitations on us based on limitations they experienced in their life. But what you have to do is understand that you don't have any boundaries. The only boundaries that you have are the ones you're going to be that you set for yourself or you believe from someone else. I was if I believed all the limits that were passed on to me, I would not be sitting here having this conversation with you. Every Mm -hmm. single day of my life past 30 has been nothing but a gift to me. I swore to everything. My wife now to this day, she says, stop saying I'm like, I'm telling you, I didn't think I was going to be alive today to be having these conversations with people or be this person. So I tell my young people, stay in the fight long enough listen long enough and activate long enough to see yourself shine. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's uh, that's a lot of deep knowledge. Um, and, and, and it should be common knowledge, you know, it should be common knowledge. And, and that's by you talking and, and, and saying exactly what you had to just now is should be common. People should be basically doing what you said, straighten up that credit, because it only takes only takes a year or less, you know. You can straighten that out, and guess what? Now you now you got potential. Now you have qualifications to do exactly what you're talking about. And you know, uh, let's just face it, man. People's wardrobes equivalent to a mortgage payment. Correct. Correct. Yo, listen, my friends in Boston. I have a I have I have four friends. They all are paying twelve hundred dollars a month. To share an apartment. Yes. That's five times my, no, that's four times my mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I got plenty of room. I got a yard. I can go outside. I can sit in a <laughs> hammock. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. again, I, I, listen, I intimately understand. I'm not one of those people that got there and forget what it was like before there. So I get it. It's frightening. It was frightening to me when we, when me, my wife came from better background than me, her family had homes and stuff. So this wasn't unfamiliar territory to her, but it was extremely unfamiliar territory to me. Yeah. But now in six months of living in a home, I realized a lot of things. First off, this is the funniest part. When you when you uh, are in the housing, they change the light bulbs. They shovel the snow. They do all of that. I kind of missed the projects for like two months in the summer. <laughs> After my fourth time mowing that grass, I was like, damn, this maintenance. <laughs> but the sense of the sense of ownership that my mind opened up in a different way. If, if you've never owned anything, then you can't understand those, that, that psyche that changes, that frequency that changes in your mind. Yes. When you're, when you're now, when you now have something that's going to be a part of your legacy, you know, people talk about, like, it's like the concept of young people who say, I'm driving a foreign, I'm in a foreign, bro, a Toyota's foreign, bro. Like, what are we talking about? We're debating mm-hmm. semantics and we're not focused on the things that matter. I don't care. Listen, young people, I, I cannot tell any young person to go cold turkey from the street life that they live because half of the time they're feeding their families. But what I can tell you is, is if you don't have an out, if you're out here doing things and, and crap and you're just getting a pair of Jordans and whatever every week and you're blowing 
money on bottles at the club. That's a 300% markup. You're not, you don't get it. You're not a hustler. You're being hustled. Yes. And then that's how you end up in the system of recidivism where you keep ending up back in jail. So you have to understand what are you hustling towards? What are you grinding towards? Everybody reveres Jay-Z, but Jay-Z used to sell drugs, man. He used to sell drugs. And I'm not saying that I'm not judging because I understand the eighties, nineties, da, 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 da. What I'm saying is, is at least at some point his mind clicked in a way that was like, there has to be an out to this. I can't live my entire, I can't be, I, the worst thing I could see is a 40-year-old dude on the block that has to constantly still look over their shoulder. That That's not the way. That's not the life. You no, know what I'm saying? That? I feel good waking up just chilling with my daughters. And sometimes I still, I, I have, I do have a form of PST, PTSD from the life that I was living. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get anxiety, like randomly in the middle of the night. And what I do is I open my office door. I walk over to my wife's bedroom. I look at my girls and her sleeping in the bed. And I'm like, calm down. Calm down. You're good. And then I yeah. breathe and I go back to fighting the mission. And when I, I, I appreciate still having those panic attacks and anxiety attacks every now and then, yeah. because it reminds me of some young person that's out here still living that every single day. And I'm just yeah. trying to find, I can't change the world. I can't make everybody come to the light. But the young people who do be around me are starting to think in a different way. If nothing else, they're starting to think in a different way. They're starting to see things in a different way. And I just, I need more help. Because I honestly, I didn't, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just putting my heart out to people. I'm just committing my talents to people. You know how I am. I'll hit you up and be like, yo, I just designed this. Take this, do this, whatever. Because that's who I am. Now, I do understand that, you know, in this day and age, genuine people who are genuine, it almost seems too, it seems too good to be true. Yeah. But people like yourself. Yeah, they're like, hold on, bro. (laughs) What you you mean we cool? Hold on. Hold on, bro. I'm like, yo, I'm cool, bro. Um, (laughs) And with saying that, you know, again, I I just want these young people to understand, especially right now, especially the young people. The adults are going to do what they're kind of going to do. I've kind of given up on to a certain degree of adults. If you're ready to make the turn, then cool. I'm ready to help you make that turn. But a child or a youth, I'm going to literally, let's turn. Come on, let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, you know, I just want to get them to understand. Again, I cannot stress enough. Please, for the love of everything, please just go look into the wind industry. Because I guarantee you, you will sit back and let that opportunity pass. And it's probably the only gainful employment that's come into the city in the last how many years? You know, Charlie. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So we have to get a part of that. It is gainful, good playing employment. It's not the same. There's so many kids out here I know that are stuck going from being fired from Dunkin's to being a Domino's to being to this to being to that. And they're stuck in a service industry and there's no upward mobility. I can't even look my daughter in the face as a father and say, I can see the upward mobility for you here in New Bedford. And yeah. we have to create that upward mobility. And we can do that with the industry that's being built now. What's up, brother? Exactly. The, uh, you know, this is the Really Charlie podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. And this man next to me is Lionel Peter Walker. The dude is at the communal space, 246 Union Street, New Bedford, Mass., downtown New Bedford, right at the intersection of Union and 6th Street. You know, uh, you see the space. It's the most colorful space on the block over there. You right. you you can't pass. You can't miss it. But what I want to what are, the reason why I'm giving this information out there is because I want people to remember two four six Union Street, the communal space. It's exactly what Lionel said earlier. Peter said earlier. It's for the community. It's in the name. There's so much things you know. The books behind them. The artwork that's displayed all over the the, the space. Um, I had a podcast in there with a dear dear friend of mine that we did a podcast there, and that was great. He's still talking. That was a dope show. <laughs> he's still talking about it. We, he's texting <laughs> me, and he's still he's so in awe. You know, yeah, one of his relatives reached out to me and said, "I can't find a podcast." I'm like, "But <laughs> this is where you go. I send you the link." You know, and and so that was great. You know, that was that was. That was a memory. So now, guess what? I could have told that guest um, before the podcast, hey, this is where I want you to go, 246 Union Street. Where is that? Where is mm-hmm. that? Now, mm-hmm. guess what? He'll never forget where that spot is, and then he's also spreading the word 
to, you know, his family member, his friends, and so on and so forth. So um, let me just Let me give you a little update on what's going on here, too. So just so y'all know, yes, let's talk about 246 a little bit. So um, I'm super excited to announce, um, I've said it a few times, but didn't do it on this huge, wonderful platform. Um, So we have received some funding from Senator Montigny's office through some of the hard work that we've done. I was the recipient of the 2020 Black Excellence Award from the Massachusetts Black and Latino Democratic Caucus, along with Jabril Kazan. I'm very appreciative of that because that honestly being on it with something with Jabril meant something more to me than the actual physical award. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was amazing. Um, And for me, it was like a full circle. But anyway, I've digressed. So in that relationship that we built, they came down to the space and they checked out what I'm doing here. So we raised up enough funds to buy a van. So we have we're looking for a van right now. As everybody knows, if you're in any kind of car industry right now, the market is crazy. Yep. But we do have the funding for our van. So you but the concept that we're going to be doing is, is this is going to be a community van. So as long as you can put yourself and pay for your part of your insurance as a registered driver, if you have another organization, even if you're a person and you just have something that you do on the side, we're going to we were going to originally wrap the van with the communal space. Well, we're not going to wrap it because we want people to be able to buy magnets and stick your business on the side of that van and go do your business. as well. You know what I'm saying? So that van, we hope to secure over this winter because the summer has been wild. Um, and we have $10,000 in funding to expand our library here. In January, we'll be debuting that library. Um, we're actually building out, we're looking for black authors. So if you're a local black author and you've written a book, or if you know of any local black authors or authors, period, get us that information because we're looking to put that, the thing, like I said earlier, we funnel the resources back into the community's hands. Um, so we're definitely looking for any kind of resources. If you're interested in helping me curate this library, I am not an educator. I am mm-hmm. an edutainment, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm looking for people like anybody who understands that they can come here and help us curate this library because this bookcase is going to be gone eventually. It's going to be floor-to-ceiling bookcases awesome. in here, which is awesome. going to be really cool. And for people to understand what this is, this space that we're at, 246, is a pilot. What we're doing here is I'm trying to show the value in what I'm doing here as far as the work, what we're doing here as far as the work. And then presenting that in a way where we can actually open up our first privately owned BIPOC owned community center in the area. And the reason that I think that that is important is because not no knock to the community centers that exist, but they're tied to the city administration. So, for example, when schools are closed, the community centers closed. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's counterintuitive. That doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense whatsoever. It's not giving these kids a place to go to stay peaceful. It's not giving these these kids a place to go to be creative. And then the community will complain about what all these kids are doing, but the community centers are closed. There's only a few people like Denison Memorial, who's very, Mm -hmm. very cognizant. Those men at Denison Memorial do a fantastic job, and they go above and beyond. But overall, we would like to make that process easier and, and be able to control something that is funded by us, built for us, and curated by us. So when the library's done, it's going to be called the Macy Jemison Library. For anybody who doesn't know, Macy Jemison is the first African-American astronaut to go into space, African-American female astronaut to go into space. And it's a big deal because the library is being built around STEAM and STEM-related literature. So we're thinking about the future, and my dream as a child was to be an astronaut. I would be I would be the first person to sign up to go to Mars. I always talk about it all the time. But the reason that that never manifested itself to be is because I didn't have the right energy around me. Nobody, I can go to my boys and be like, yo, you you know anything about Mercury? They're like, shut up, bro. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but we got to get into a space where even if we have our hood characteristics, we're cool yeah. with having nerdy aspects to us. Yes. Like I'm as hood as it gets, but I'm also a nerd. <laughs> I'm a multifaceted mm-hmm. individual. So again, the communal space is, is doing a lot of great things. We actually, um, in August of 2022, this is the big one. This is the big one. In August of 2022, we will be sending 15 youth from New Bedford from here to the UK and 15 kids from the UK to New Bedford. We've wow. now created and funded an exchange program. Um, through Montigny's office and another crew out in uh, the UK called the UK Youth Zones in Grimsby, UK, which is much of their history is much like we are here as far as the Seaport District and all of that stuff. But okay. again, it's it's a white area. And and one of the craziest phenomena to our children that are going to experience over there is to see how the UK police don't carry guns. Mm-hmm. When we had we have Zoom meetings with the kids so they can get to know each other. And that was that phenomenon alone blew their minds away. Like, like your cops don't carry guns. What are you talking yeah. about right now? Mm-hmm. So, again, and then after that, we're throwing darts at the map and we're going to start sending them wherever. Because for me, travel was another one of the biggest proponents of me becoming an effective leader 
if you will, because I really don't try to be a leader. I try to be amongst the crew, but I'm not afraid to lead because I'm not afraid to take the hits that comes with it. So again, travel to me is one of the most important ways to make a transformative leader and give people worldly perspectives. In my opinion, a racist mind and a, a hood mind suffer from the same symptoms of things in their communities that create that. And it's sad because we can't see those commonalities to come together because we're always being pitched by media and other things, the thing, the, the things that aren't common amongst us, the things that are easy to pull out. Like, you're white, I'm black. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Let's talk about our struggles. And then we'll realize how many things that we actually have in common. Um, so, again, there's a lot of good work being done there. Shout out to Jacob Miller. Shout out to Senator Montigny's office. Shout out to, you know, people that are actually seeing what's going on here, understanding my unique, nuanced approach to how I'm dealing with things and understanding that I'm trying to bring balance back to the equation and trying to curate a very unique Afrocentric style of learning and education in this space and beyond what we're going to be building in the future. Awesome. That's some, there's so many things out there, you know, and I'm glad that you, I'm I'm so glad that you reached out and, 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 and went to certain different venues to get those things. There's so many community block grants there in the city that are not being unutilized. Correct. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I'll never forget 2018, man, there was, there, there was not enough applicants, recipients for this, you know, it, um, you talk about the front of your building, you know, there's things, the facade, there's things, there's grants out there that will help that out. You know, help you out where where you're worried about you know a leaky window, a uh, damaged door, uh, paint chips falling all over yes. the place. Guess what? There's community block grants out there that make it that much better. I tell I tell everybody the city wants to fix the things that they want. They want to fix things. Use the app. See, click, fix. You're on the phone all the time, anyways. You put the app on your phone, and guess what? Snap a picture of it. You see a damaged curb. You see a you know, a broken street light, whatever it may be. And guess what? The city, it's dated and it's timed and they get back to you. It's not something they ignore. They're going to get back to you. And guess what? It's going to get fixed. Yes. So you got to, we got to pass on all kinds of different inf- information. And I want to give Senator Montigny a shout out because you know what? Sometimes I'm critical of, of a lot of politicians. Oh, I am too. With, I am too. And, I and, 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 and 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 as I'm critical, guess what? I have to give them their just due. You know, this is this is unbelievable. This is a round peg and a round hole. You know and how I put it, Charlie? You, you, I think you do what I do too, and I, I found a name for it. I coined a name for it. I'm productively critical. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll yes. critique you, but I'm gonna offer you a solution. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even like because I believe in my heart, honestly. In the U.S., there is a difference between racism and race, racial insensitivity. Yes. There are some white folks, there are pockets out here that these people never engage with any black folks. And the only thing that they've ever seen black is representation is what they see on TV. And same vice versa. There are po- When I was growing up, I wasn't conversing with any folks if it was up to mama because everybody was the man. Yes. And I'm like, who is the man? Who is this person? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, but again... I had to learn these nuances, you know what I'm saying? And again, I like to be so like I'm not a I'm not the hugest fan of the um uh Mitchell administration, but I'm also if if he's in there and he's going to be in there for a predetermined amount of time, I don't want to do anything to the point where I'm not going to be able to still get progress in what we're trying to get done here. So how do I do it? I pick and choose. Again, this is politics. So people have to understand that. It's deeper than just seeing what you see on the news. I pick and choose Time and place for different things I'm going to approach and how I'm going to approach it, especially being black, especially being a person of color. See, we can be irate, but we already know the game they play with when we're irate. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to do something that they're not used to, which is me going directly to you, sitting down with you, telling you how I feel about something, showing you the research and data behind it that supports those feelings, and then giving you a solution. Because... You wouldn't believe how many well-intentioned, well-funded, well-informed white folks don't know what to do when it comes to us. They just don't. So what we see is a lot of these programs that come in and it's be, it's what they believe is good for us. 
but it's not what we believe is good for us. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to create that bridge of communication where we're having more effective conversation that when we come out of that conversation, there's less animosity and more progress. Exactly. Because we live in a very, very delicate time. It's not just the five years here. What's happening in the next five, ten years nationally is a very delicate time. We, we're living in a period we've never seen. You know, respectfully, a lot of our older generation could tell us about some things. But I say to these young people, when young people come to me about their relationship dynamics, I'm like, I don't know what it's like to argue with somebody in the DM. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm, I'm too old. I'm out that game, son. I, I apologize. I, I can't. Like she said, what do you, where was this in your inbox? No, it, was, it wasn't like she didn't mail you a letter. This was in your inbox. Nah, yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I've digressed. <laughs> so again, our greatest leaders, men, women, uh, from, from Harriet to, to Malcolm, to Mega Evers, to Marsha P. Johnson, to all of these people, our greatest leaders in history also understood the importance and the power of diplomacy. Social media has made you think diplomacy is not effective, but where do we get all of that money from? Where do we yeah. get all, where do we get the rainy day money from? Where does COVID, where all of this crap coming from? It's coming yeah. from somebody doing the diplomacy. It's not coming from what's happening on social media. So we have, we do have to learn that art form. We can't just read the art of war. We can't just read these books and these things and not actually apply them. Knowledge that's not applied is useless. Mm-hmm. You can read a hundred books and get nothing out of it or and- nothing applied to it. Oh, from Correct. it, you know. Correct. The uh, got a comment here is, is real nice and uh, says, uh, I have things I would like oh, to wow. donate to Rhino's uh, library. Please visit the Man Cave Depot. We want you to pick up some pieces so that they can stay right here in the city. I awesome. appreciate that so much. Yep, awesome. We'll awesome. hit you up. Good dude, good dude. Another one hidden, hidden. Hidden but productive. Hidden. The Man Cave Depot. Love you, brother. Yeah, I know who you are. Thank you for so. that. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Good dude. And again, the, uh, this is, you know, I want to stress one more time. This is not about, in the long run, it is about my family name, my legacy. But it mm-hmm. is not about the individual Peter in that last name. What I'm doing is sowing seeds for my daughter, Nyland, my daughter's Nyland, Egypt. What I'm doing is more concerned with uplifting my my powerful black woman that I have in my life that has the potential and a higher uh, uh, ceiling than I could ever have. Um, Some people argue that. No, that's how I that's how I want to feel, because I want to put her first. I want to put them first. You understand? So I appreciate everybody. But I am literally I'm nuts. (laughs) You got to be a touch of you know this, Charlie. You got to have a touch of madness to do this. And when you're doing good things. What's counterintuitive to me is when I was in the streets, I wasn't challenged as much about what I was doing as I am now. When mm-hmm. I'm doing good things, I'm constantly poked at. And that's hard because when you're from the streets, you're dealing with something that's just like somebody who's dealing with an addiction. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of days I want to be like, I'm just going to pull up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I tell myself and I have people like you and I have so many people around me that remind me. I cannot destroy what I've been building all of this time. And I remind myself, I'm great at being autocorrect. You know what I mean? So, again, we're appreciative of any help that happens in the communal space. But this is for the community, 1,000%. And we, we, want, we, we need more than donation. We need, we need your sweat equity. Mm-hmm. We need your bodies to be in the building. If you have a business right now and it's just an idea, but you want to have people come through and check out your ideas, set up some time to come sit down at the communal space. If you got kids having birthday parties, you know, I'm going to do an announcement shortly, but I'm going to be giving out I'm going to be giving out the ability to do free birthday parties for the community here, period. Um, you know, just to, just because I want people in the space. I just want people here. I want people to soak up the energy that we're doing. One thing is unique is when people come in here, they do feel an energy. And I've worked very hard. And the reason is, is because we have red, green, black, you know what I mean? All of our gold, all of our colors in here. Uh, there's a vibe. There's traditional African um, artifacts all throughout the building. These beautiful maternal busts behind me and all this beautiful stuff in here. So we've really worked extremely hard to put together a super dope, you know, experience when you walk into the community space. And I want to say thank you to Ian White, because Ian White was the first person. He gave me a beautiful art piece that was originally from Tanzania. It's a beautiful painting. Um, He was the first person to donate to the space. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more. We're both very busy individuals, and that's the thing, too. So I I never want people to confuse. If I'm busy, that means I'm doing the work that needs to be done. It's not me being stuck up because I don't have that in me. 
Um, so if you, I tell people all the time, the best way to reach me is Facebook. Shout out to people like Ian, Charlie, and all these people that have done incredible work. Um, but again, we're looking, I'm not looking for, I want people to, I'm not looking for like to tell you what program to come here and do. I'm looking for you to have a program in mind. Come here and try it out. You know, Mm -hmm. try it out. This is the testing ground. We are what I consider to be a diverse arts cultivator. And we built a relationship with all of the established accredited museums in the city. For example, we have two young black people, two young people of color that are have that have their photography work up at the Ruthie Carter exhibit right now. They would have never did that before. But because they put their artwork here. And we have those relationships to have people come here and see what they're doing. It was like, wow, they're talented. They put their work into the New Bedford Art Museum. Nice. So sometimes in 2021, heading into 2022, we have to be able to distinguish the difference between literal barriers and mental barriers. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to distinguish those two things going into 2022. Exactly. The, uh... I can talk all day, Charlie. You know me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, you know what? Guess what? I'm sitting here and said, "That's my nephew, man. That's my nephew." <laughs> <laughs> I you know love what I'm saying? it, man. Hey, yo, you know what's funny? A few people said we look alike too, so I'm gonna take that. Now, when I put the I'll, glasses on, I'm like, we could I'll be related. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm checking out Ancestry tonight, and I'm gonna make sure. <laughs> but guess what? We are family, you know. Yes, the hearts are there. You got two hearts that are trying to do the right thing, and um, you know, I consider you family. No, I appreciate that. I, it's, need, it's likewise. You need blood, you're gonna get it. You need air, you're gonna. Wow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. You know, I'll do whatever I have to for you. And uh, you know what? It is what it is, brother. The uh, let's see. Um, there's another comment here. Like the free birthday idea and, of course, art. Yeah, kids' birthdays. Kids, kids, kids. Y'all adults, come on now. Stop playing with me. (laughs) (laughs) But kids, all the kids, I got y'all. You know what I mean? Like, this is Mm -hmm. what this is for. Yes. And we didn't even touch on my whole other brand. Like, I got a whole other monster behind me. Hold on. Let's let's touch on it. Let's do it. So... People wonder how I do all this community. Like, how do you keep yourself whole? Well, I was blessed enough that when I was grinding and doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing, I was smart enough with my finance that I put some stuff away. Mm-hmm. I also was blessed enough to be able to rebrand and convert my brand over. So I have this brand. It's called I Am Still Ill. And ebonically, that just means I'm still cool. I'm still confident. I'm still motivated. So what I did was is I took my brand, which was basically booking. I booked like Rakim, KRS-One, all of these people. I worked with Mob Deep. Jada Kiss, The Locks, all of these people. I don't even care to talk about it anymore, but the young people do care, so it's an effective way for me to talk to them. Um, but with that being said, in 2019, I was just chilling in the house, and my phone started blowing up. I've sold a lot of shirts. I've shipped some boxes overseas, but, man, I never thought I would get this phone call. And um, lo and behold, my, my, my brand landed in Beyonce's documentary about The Lion King. I mean, I guess wow. you can see why. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know how Disney is and ABC is. They'll blur a shirt if they don't want to be seen. So I had hit her up. This goes to the point, again, mental barriers, physical barriers, right? So yep. I said, eh, well, well, why not? You use my shirt. Why not hit you up and say thank you, right, and see what mm-hmm. goes from there? So I hit them up and said thank you. You know what I mean? Thinking I hit up Beyonce's management sites or whatever. And, and I yeah. got an email back the next day. I couldn't believe it. And they were like, hey, man, we love the brand. Make sure you send us the website. And we'll share it out. So it was hilarious. Thank you for putting the website up there, IamStillIll.com. That website didn't exist when they told me that. So I said, okay, I didn't tell them that. See, you got to understand how to play the game. So I said, I'll send it to you tomorrow morning. I spent the next, this is what I'm talking about. Be prepared for your opportunities. I spent eight hours. My wife will tell you this. There's plenty of people that can attest to this. I spent eight hours overnight, and I created an entire website, new clothing line, premium quality stuff overnight. I shared that to her peoples they shared it one time through the management pages of beyonce's i can't i won't disclose because i don't like irs but a lot of shirts got sold <laughs> from one share um and i'm thankful for that but this is what keeps us whole so if you're interested in you know what keeps us whole the individual whole everything that happens at the communal space third eye all of that other stuff that's community oriented community focused stuff um this stuff is what keeps me whole so please by all means if you don't mind you know we have the at, I am still right. on the back, and it's a reminder to the person behind you that they are also still ill. So again, it's an affirmation brand. I started making clothes for yoga and stuff, so it's wild right now. My wife is actually teaching a yoga class over at um, 
Power and Grace Yoga in the South End now. So okay, it's a team cool. effort. Team effort. Yes, it is. Um, and I I, I love your shirts. I'm wearing one of them once a week. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, and I I love it. You know, and 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 a t-shirt is golden to me. A hoodie is great for me. You know, those are the things I wear. So when I'm out and about, guess what? I do have conversations about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, here I am trying to grab a bite to eat and someone notices your brand, you know, when we start talking about it, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. That, yeah. That, that's amazing to me. <laughs> so. I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think much of myself. It's weird, but people would be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, great man. And, um, the, uh, let me see. We got about six minutes. Um, I don't want to um, miss anything. Um, and I say six minutes because it's an hour. I know what you're doing, so I don't want to hold you from that. No, um, I appreciate it. And uh, we, w- I want to continue to do this. I also want to, um, you know, kind of do that flash podcast anywhere and kind of just yes. you know, go to your spot. You know, do whatever I have to. I got a message to go to... Uh, um, the heel center. So I'm going to do that. Oh, in the future. Great people over there. Great yeah. people over there. And so, you know, and that's something I want to do, you know, just go, go wherever, you know, go to the communal spot, 246 Union Street, New Bedford, Mass. Sit there and say, hey, we're going to have the Really Charlie podcast right here um, and talk to anybody, whatever it may be. They that's may have dope. something on their mind, you that's know, they dope. may have and just want to talk about it. And guess what? I'll put it on there. I'll you know what I love on. most about your podcast? There's no, I don't, it, it reminds me, it's it's eerily, it gives me, for lack of a better comparison, it gives me Joe Rogan vibes because you're legitimately just an intrigued person who wants to have conversation with yes. all different kinds of people. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to be when you approach this kind of stuff. I think it's important. That's why, and then, you know, you end up looking at it and it's like, wow, look look at what's happening here. You know what I mean? Like, I've I've gained all of this knowledge in these relationships and you're building a network at the same time where you can actually, you can have somebody come to you for help or resources and you have the ability to plug them in with all of these different people that you've met and talked to. You've had some fantastic guests. I feel honored to be a part of the the history. I feel like I just entered the hall of fame out here. So um, but again, keep doing that work, man. And that's a great idea popping up all over the place. That's great. And you know me, if I can help anyway, I will. Sure. Um, Yes. I'm going to, you know, and you may have an idea. You might say, Hey, Sally, do one of your pop-up, you know, podcast radio. You know, I missed the third eye event because I was already doing something else. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, and that would have been good, you know, just sitting there and just kind of, you know, just talking with everyone, you know. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And yeah, big, see. big, big shout out to my wife. Listen, like, I'm nothing, guys. I'm just dusting the wind. Like, my wife's Tamia Walker. She's from New Bedford. She's one of your own. She's the person that helped me convert my life and turn myself all the way around. She had the patience and the understanding to understand what I've been through to help me get to where I'm at now. She saw this before I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, Samia is an amazing woman. Um, you know, she, right now she's going through a transition right now where she's looking to be promoted at e for all to finally be in an executive position. I'm not shy about the fact that there are a lot of women of color behind white women in the city and a lot of these organizations. And that is cool and all, but we need more women of color in executive positions. So, again, I'm always going to fight for all women of color in the community to understand their own individual um, value when they're on their own career paths. You know what I mean? So shout out to Samia Walker. Like, really, all of this goes to Samia Walker. Um, She's amazing. Um, I actually think that, you know, that's somebody who you should have on for sure. Cause like she will, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like this is a cool conversation. That one, she's different. She's from another planet. I don't know where she came from. <laughs> well, you know, that was, that was probably my next question to, to um, at the end of the, the podcast was who do you really want? Who do you want to see on a really Charlie podcast? Oh, and I already, <laughs> I got some names for you. <laughs> well, all right. So we're going to start with your, your your wife, your queen. She's number one. And then you can add whoever you want. Um, so I think, obviously, we just said Samia. I think yep. there's a few a few young people that have some very uh, interesting perspectives on things. Um, so I think somebody like um, a David Andrews, who I can connect you with. Yep. Um, he, he's an incredible artist. He's actually here right now painting a Halloween decorations on the door um and he's and he's a native of new bedford but he traveled he lived in the dc area you can find him on facebook david andrews um that's another person i think that would be an incredible conversation to have 
Um, I also think that um, I don't know if you've talked to uh, Carolyn Burke yet from Community uh, Bridges. When when uh, when uh, Brandon was on the uh... yeah, he mentioned it. I remember. Yeah, that. he mentioned it. Yeah, so. definitely talk to her. She's doing a lot of incredible work in the, in the mental health space. Um, right. And um, and you already had Justina Perry on, um, but she has you know I think keeping her regularly is a good relationship for you as well because. Uh, of the amount of businesses that she deals with, I think that it would be great if you guys have a partnership there where she's funneling your her business people over to you. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, um, and and she, then last... She is married to my cousin, so... I oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that from that too, yeah. And yeah. Uh, last but certainly not least, um, I would love to set up having Jabril come on. Yeah. Um, because Jabril, now we all know, let's preface this. We all know where Jabril is in his age and his mature and his wisdom of life, right? Where his light is at in life. But in between the, the congruent of his conversation, there's so many gems. I mean, anytime I sit with him, I run into him randomly at like Walgreens, whatever. And we'll just sit there for 30 minutes and I will listen to every, I don't care how much the conversation goes this way, that way, this way, this way. All of it is vital from him. Um, and I also know that there will be, I'm revealing something here, there will be a mural um, dedicated in his honor. Before okay. that mural was done, we wanted to make sure that Jabril's, um, he was whole. He was whole first um, yeah. without saying too much. And then because I didn't feel it was appropriate to make this mural if the man wasn't whole the way he needed to be in the community. So, sure. you know, myself, Jacob, and a whole bunch of other wonderful people, including his wife and his daughter, came together and figured out how to put this, this mural that will be taking place downtown. That's the most I'll say. Uh, but I think that would be dope to have him on for that reveal when we do that. Awesome. It, uh, you know, I can't even... Everything that you, you feel and uh, and are expressing about Jabril... It's uh, it's the same with me, you know, and uh, he's definitely was good, good friends with my dad and uh, and him and I have a better relationship than him and my dad have. So we, um, you know, he means a lot to me and um, I definitely anything with him I'm going to be involved in, um, you know, 100 percent. The uh, Stephanie Santos, she said that she was willing to go down and. Uh, you know, she, her, her brother, Michael says, my sister Stephanie should stop by Union Street and show Please Stephanie's do. creations, which Please is, do. uh, she does a tremendous job with all her creativity, uh, along with working a full-time job. She's still doing a second job that keeps her busy too. So yes. Stephanie, you definitely got to get down there. I know you have a break during the day, you know, and, uh, or reach out, you know, through Facebook with Lionel, uh, and get this done, you know. Come on down. Right. I'm a love here. All right, brother, man, please, please take some pictures of what you're doing down there. Share yes. them. And uh, anybody, um, Mr. Andrews, uh, uh, Miss Burke, Justina, Miss Perry, and also your wife. I will be reaching out to them and try to get them here on the podcast um, within this month, October, November. Awesome. Okay. And again, I, I'm <laughs> I'm still buzzing off. I'm about to go announce it. I'm about to be yelling on the mic all night. I got the sunshine of war. We out here, baby. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so it. much, Charlie. I appreciate you, man. God bless. I appreciate you. And uh, let's talk in a couple of days, man. Absolutely. All right. God bless. Peace. All right. Lionel Peter Walker. From the communal space, 246 Union Street, New Bedford, Mass. Definitely the man that I love and get inspired by. Every time I talk to him, he's doing some great, great things. And he's doing, he's helping out some young folks with some positive attitudes and, and some positive goals. So if you have anything to offer the community, try the communal space. And, and definitely bring it, bring it there, you know, whatever your brainstorm is, bring it there. And definitely, um, you know, there's so many people there that will actually, you know, the inspiration you're giving them, you know, can be that next host there at the communal space and do different things. The kids, you know, the kids parties, he's definitely 
looking to open that up, like you said. So opportunities, just go down there and it's always going to lead to another conversation where uh, you can enlighten uh, Peter Walker and he will enlighten you and you can all work together to get things done accomplished here um, in the city of New Bedford, especially downtown. And, and the wind farms, you know, definitely. And there's so much training. I'm going to work on that right now. I'm going to get all, everything, all the information that I need to. I'm going to reach out to a couple of people I know and then post that on the on the Really Charlie podcast group um, and definitely make some announcements here. And uh, so you all will be well informed of what's going on. Along with the Really Charlie podcast, please, please listen to me on WMB1 Radio where I'm serving R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music and a chilled host, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio, Tuesdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And this coming week, I will have a, another a co-host, which is Russell Ramis, former DJ, 91.1 WUSM. And he's going to come on on a weekly basis and definitely share his knowledge and also, you know, help me put, create a nice playlist for you to listen to every week on Tuesday. But WMB one is on 24 seven different DJs playing different music and please support that local station. Another landmark downtown New Bedford WMB one radio. All right, y'all. I got another guest on Friday, Mike Smale, basketball athlete, basketball star in my eyes. You know, he's do, he's he's got some history. He's definitely a basketball historian when it comes to, you know, the local high schools, the state high schools. He's definitely um, done a lot and has a lot of history. Um, and I'll have him Friday, seven p.m., and we're gonna talk basketball. Holy Family, Fairhaven High School, and we're going to go on and on for a good hour, maybe an hour and a half, to definitely share these stories. Um, so please, please join me on Friday. All right, y'all. The Really Charlie Podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Please join me. And you, if you have any guests that you want on the podcast, you can also catch me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and just give me a, send me a message, and I'll try to get that guest on here. All right. God bless. Have a good week. Say your prayers, and stay safe. You know, you may not want that vaccine, but please stay safe. Mask yourself. Use hand sanitizer. Do all the things that you need to to keep yourself safe. We're losing too many iconic people all over the world, all over the country because of this pandemic please stay safe love you guys god bless